Your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Special presentation with Mike and Ethan, or... Elf will not be seen tonight. It's that time, the time for ghoulies and ghosties and pumpkins. And sometimes all it takes to make something a Halloween special is a pumpkin, apparently. (laughs) And I know that's your favorite part of Halloween. Oh my God! Yes. No, we have. Yeah, we haven't gone into much detail about this, but I, I guess it's a phobia because when I smell pumpkin, I panic and have the fight or flight reflex. <laughs> I don't know why. It might have. Mom says it has something to do with my reaction during the pumpkin smashing scene in Cinderella, and I think it has something to do with uh, when we like got pumpkins and for like Halloween and she cut mine up for a pie without realizing it was mine. So or something like oh. one of those things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still thought it was so a couple pumpkin related. Yeah. So, you know, just little things added up. And now I'm just like, oh, Jesus pumpkin. Got to get out of here. So. Man. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's great that we're in, we're in pumpkin spice season. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about pumpkin spice is that it generally doesn't actually have pumpkin in it. No, it just tastes like sugar, I think. Yeah, it's pumpkin pie spice. And yeah, when something yeah. actually does have pumpkin in it, people are like, Pleh! Well, yeah, because pumpkin actually doesn't taste very good. Yeah, I mean, I can understand food, why you're not a fan of it. <laughs> you know, it's the kind of thing that the settlers ate because there was absolutely nothing else. I'm sure you've heard the poem, right? What's the poem? The poem goes, we have pumpkin at morning and pumpkin at noon. If it were not for pumpkin, we would be undune. <laughs> yeah it's a so pumpkin it's like well you can tell yeah you're right you can tell it's definitely a starvation food because it's like mm, there how about a gourd ah well, open it up what's inside uh just this weird string is, is there anything to eat no just a string <laughs> <laughs> well those ones are specifically grown for jack-o'-lanterns the ones that you get to make pies and stuff there's more meat on them wait really yeah jeez. Oh, <laughs> all these years i've been living a lie <laughs> Yeah, I, you ever I, go to a? You ever go to the store and they have like pumpkins that are like cut in half with like uh, cling wrap over the side? You can see how much meat is on them that way. Oh, I I may might have seen them, but if I did, I mistook them for like cantaloupes or something. <laughs> Entirely possible. They're both orange on the inside. That is oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't do pumpkin on occasion, I've made jack o' lanterns out of watermelons and uh, crap. What's that yellow one? Is that is that not honeydew? Is that honeydew? Um, no, I, oh, honeydew, I think it, no, if it's yellow, I think it's, um, oh God, is it, it's, it might be cassava, cassava melon? Cassava, calabash, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I carved one of those and it didn't bother me because, you know, a melon is 
Not the same as a gourd for some reason. I guess it's yeah. the sugar content. Well, I mean, uh, melons taste a whole lot better. I mean, yeah. though they're still not the pref preferred thing to get in a fruit salad because they're so cheap. You know, you want the strawberry. No, the cherries. That's what you want. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like we make, you know, oh, it's summer. It's time to make a melon pie. Yeah. We're not living in Gravity Falls, you know. <laughs> we live in the real world where we don't do stuff with it. Yes. But um, why were we talking about pumpkins today? Well, I mean, yes, we're, we're you were saying the pumpkins are full of seeds and strings and, you know, horrible, horrible stuff. But sometimes they're full of nonsense. Yes, as we learned today, but in uh, a pumpkin full of nonsense. Yes. Now you might be wondering, what does this movie about a pumpkin full of nonsense have to do with newspaper comics, which is our ostensible uh, theme? Well, I don't know about you, but my comics page also had puzzles and games on the side. There was the crossword. There was the jumbles. And there was Scrabble. Yeah, I remember that. It was, um, I never played it, but I remember seeing it in the paper and thinking it was a very weird thing. Um, yeah. But then again, I, I, I never liked it. I think Scrabblegrams probably got replaced by, uh, by uh, Sudoku a few years back. Yeah. I mean, I don't particularly like Scrabble, the actual game, so I'm not going to play it for no. fake Scrabble in the newspaper. We should play Upwards sometime. That's a lot more fun. Oh, yeah, I've played that one. I mean, it's all right. It's all right for a game that tries to teach you stuff. <laughs> I don't like educational games. That's you don't seem to be a big fan of board games in general. No, I, I believe that board games are the lowest form of game. <laughs> um, but Below uh, thumb yeah. wrestling? Yeah, because at least Below thumb flinch. wrestling is quick. <laughs> blow, blow what? Blow flinch. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least those games are quick. When you're playing a board game, it's like, great, I got to dedicate the next eight hours to playing fucking Settlers of Catan, you know, <laughs> or or uh, what is that game where it's like now you're in a haunted mansion and you're just going to wander around? Oh, yeah. And, the, the, you know, Mr. Uh, something or other at the house on the hill. Yeah, it seems like when you look at it, it's like, uh, you know, all these games that are like, oh, they look so cool. You think it's going to be fun, but then you play it and you realize it's full of all these rules for nerds. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, God, whatever. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this is a this is a Halloween special about Scrabble. Um, More specifically, it's about Scrabble people, which... Now, what happened was in the 80s, Selchow and Ryder, the then owners of Scrabble, looked around at how things like G.I. Joe and Transformers were making bank. And they were like, hey, we got to have a we got to have a toy you can base a cartoon on. And the toy they brought out was Scrabble people. These were Wait, little. This was this was a toy. This was a toy. Let me let me dig up for you a advertisement for Scrabble people. I should have had this prepared in advance. Once again, you know, we uh, we do all of our research live on camera or on, <laughs> on mic. They get to see how the sausage is made. Yes. Well, first of all, you add a whole bunch of Scrabble tiles. Oops, did I say that out loud? <laughs> uh, there we, here we go. Scrabble people. Let me see if I can find. Ah, here we go. Here is a magazine ad for Scrabble people. I can find a higher res version for you. Ah, that's good enough. And, oops, no, 
So Scrabble people, as you can see, are huh. something I cannot believe they thought they could get a cartoon out of. <laughs> they are um, these tessellating, vaguely person-shaped racks that snap together kind of like Lego, but and then you put a Scrabble tile inside them so it looks like it's on whoever this character's shirt is. And they're all sort of shaped like kind of fat square children. Right. Huh. Okay. And did you just play it like regular Scrabble? Uh, I don't know. It had play sets and the town that you can have them walk around in. And there was, you know, there was not actually a game. It was a toy. You could do it, do oh. whatever you wanted with it. Wait, so this was just, you were just supposed to play with them like, and, and okay. Okay. Um, I think they weird. thought they were going to capture some of the uh, Fisher Price little people uh, market. Okay. So why are you actually supposed to put the Scrabble tiles in them then? Is that just so that you can trick parents into thinking it's educational? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is it is kind of fun to have a bunch of little people standing in front of your... Uh, in front of your G.I. Joes as they attack Cobra, holding up signs that spell out "fuck you, Cobra." But yeah. <laughs> even did you have any Scrabble people when you were? No, kid? I never had any <laughs> Scrabble people. This is yeah, yeah. So speaking of G.I. Joe and stuff, you'll notice that there were like six Transformers movies, and they all made a billion dollars each, and we are still waiting for the first Scrabble people movie. <laughs> I don't is, think is, there's much nostalgia for the Scrabble people. Uh yeah, this is um. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of it, and I I feel like um, probably none of our viewers will be familiar with this. Either, yes, this is something you have to be, you know, you know, fuctatiously old like us to uh, have any memory of. And you're older than me, and you don't remember it. Yeah, what is this actually? What is this special actually from? <clears throat> the nonsense Na pumpkin. 1986, I think. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. So, yeah, that's the prime uh, slapdab right in the middle of the 80s. So this is the, uh, um, you know, the uh, the heyday of uh, animated Halloween specials. And yet I never saw this. So, oh, hey. Um, yeah, so I was not expecting. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting when you told me there was a Scrabble uh, Halloween special. But it definitely wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um what did I, you I think it was let me tell tell me about the the scrabble special you had in your head well i just figured like i don't know maybe it would be about you know what i i genuinely cannot think of what i would have done if if you told me like make make a scrap make a special about scrabble uh because i didn't realize scrabble people was a thing so i just thought it was about the game so i just figured like i don't know maybe they go to a maybe they have to like do a Scrabble contest or something. I don't know. But the idea of having kind of a, uh, I guess a Scrabble Isekai. I mean, that works a yeah. lot better to be honest. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, this is like, you know, the, a really bad version of the Phantom Toll Booth. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's got that, that, that it does that thing that I think when we were talking about the Phantom Toll Booth, that is almost exclusive to Christian entertainment, where it's kind of this isekai in an allegory world. You yeah. Know? Um, except in this one, the allegory is like extremely kind of tenuous. It's vaguely about like reading being important, but 
not really. I mean, or not in any way that actually makes any sense. Because, um, you know, uh, well, well, I guess we'll get into it because. Yes. Th- th- yeah, this is. There's a lot um, to talk about with a pumpkin full of nonsense. Which, you know, just I'll to say, remind you, that title does not prepare you for what this is about. No, actually, I think with the title, I kind of assumed it would be about, like, I don't know, like, a, maybe a pumpkin carving contest where, like, someone draw, carves a very silly pumpkin that charms all the other... I don't know, maybe I was thinking of, like, it would just be Lumpkin the Pumpkin, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, the pumpkin is not a character. No, no. Um, it is just, like... Honestly, like when this started, I like in the first five minutes, I was like, is this like a Carlton Mellick joint? Because like <laughs> this really just just starts weird and, and just goes hard because um, it begins with like uh, two children, uh, but Terry and Tad, uh, yeah. who are dressed up for Halloween and they're hanging out with Mr. Scrabble. Yeah, who is Mr. Scrabble? We're never told. He's they say he's their he says he's their friend and guardian. So what is he like a, a court appointed someone for and he's their wards or their his wards or something? I don't know. I mean, I was wondering like is Mr. Scrabble a pre-existing character from Scrabble people? Uh he's he seems to be because did you see the jigsaw puzzle I showed you? Yeah, it looks there like there he is. Huh. It looks like every Scrabble person has a particular letter. Um, because I see the the king has a K, the queen has a Q, the cat has a C. Um I'm not sure what a lot of these other people are. Let's um, see, the girl in yellow has a Y, the sailor has an S, the fireman has an F. Uh there's a girl oh, yeah. holding a doll. With an I, so I guess that's supposed to be you. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, well, I, see I don't there's... see the two kids though. No, I don't. I mean, I see an. Okay. Um, I mean, I, this is this is. All right, fine, whatever. They've got X. <laughs> it's a girl who's clearly she's holding an X-ray, so I guess she's an X-ray technician. I mean, yeah. that's. That's what they always do with X, but I mean, what else are you going to do? So, I mean, I'll give it to them. I mean, well, I, I did once them. see a, uh, my brother has this book that's like the gay alphabet mm-hmm. and it's all just, uh, and it's all people in various, uh, people in various jobs having gay sex, which leads so up to it? the xylophonists. Oh, or, okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. W um, is for wrestlers in a full reversal. X is for xylophonists after rehearsal. I, I think uh, I think my wife has this book too actually. Oh, yeah. Very familiar. <laughs> yeah, my wife has it. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, the only the, the cool thing to do with X is um, what is the the scientific name for swordfish has an X in it. So occasionally oh, yeah, Ziphius. will do that. Yeah, and I mean again, that's kind of cheating, but it at least it, it's something creative. So I, I'm yeah, getting, that's you know, what uh, that's what Richard Scarry did, and you know, yes, that was very creative on his part. Yes, good for him. The opportunity um, to draw a swordfish playing a xylophone. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, a bunch of these other so so um, I don't feel like these other X people or sorry, these other um, <laughs> Scrabble people don't really appear in the special. Uh, looks like Mr. Scrabble is the only one that, like, uh, they took from this jigsaw to put into the special. Yeah. 
Uh, although this 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 uh, jigsaw comes after the special because in this one it looks like he's canonically a sir. Which, yeah. Um, so maybe this the... is, maybe he's always Sir Scrabble and this is like his origin. Oh, okay. We're learning. The... You know what? If if you tasked me with like, look, learn. We're gonna we're going to uh, talk about the origin of Sir Scrabble. I would not have done this. This is not the this is not the story I would have told. Um, <laughs> Though I've got a question. In this jigsaw, there's someone in jail on the back left in a behind a barred up door. Is that the muddler? Yes. Okay. Recognizes his long right. beard. Ah, that's right. Okay. And you've got so some I... of his winged monkeys in a cage, too. Oh, yeah, I didn't even recognize them. I thought they were supposed to be like baby chickens or something. <laughs> okay. Um uh, interesting that there's actual merchandise to go along with this special. So um good on you, Scrabble people. You really try yeah really thought there was something there um all right so anyway as we're saying mr scrabble before he was sir scrabble um spoilers and these two kids are in a pumpkin patch and the one kid one kid is dressed like a witch and the other one is dressed like a uh, pirate yeah and Um, mr scrabble is just wearing a windbreaker he's he reminds me of like if fred from scooby-doo decided to ditch the ascot and just dress like a normal person you know who he looks like to me? Do you remember those old commercials they used to have in the 80s about, like, uh, you know, get a job, get a job, get a future job. You won't be <laughs> here, the future blob. You remember this one? So you, you, like, so you, which one do you mean? Do you mean he he uh, looks like Zack of all trades? Yeah, that's him. He looks like Zack of all trades. Huh. Uh, I mean, Zack was black, but I see it, too. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe it's just because he's wearing the same <laughs> Yeah, he's shirt. wearing this... Uh, <laughs> I think Zach wore a sweater. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Okay. So here's, but I know okay. what you mean. He looks like something from like a ABC Saturday morning thing about uh, don't drown your food or that kind of thing. Right, right. Apparently, I'm just like, well, Zach of all trades and Sir Scrabble both wear garments on their upper torso. So they're basically <laughs> the same, you know? Um, but yeah, so Sir Scrabble is like whoever finds the biggest, sorry, Mr. Scrabble. Uh, yes. Uh, is all whoever finds the biggest pumpkin wins a prize. And um, Terry is like, I found it. What I win. And Mr. Scrabble is like, you get to go to the Halloween party with me. And (laughs) Terry, like all children immediately figures out like, this is a scam. Cause she's like, (laughs) we're going to do that anyway. I mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I think every kid knows that feeling where, you know, your parent, their parent tries to pull that one on you where it's like, Hmm. Whatever you're gonna do it anyway. Um, yeah, it's just like you know, you know. The lesson here is never try. Yeah. And, uh, and but then, my favorite part is how she, you know, he says you have to go to a Halloween party with me, and her face absolutely falls. Like no, no. <laughs> Trying to get away from you all here. day. Who are you? <laughs> and then it's funny because Tad is like, "No, you didn't win. I won. Here's a bigger pumpkin. What do I win?" And it's like, Tad, are you not paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> and eventually they find a pumpkin that is so big they mistook it for part of this pumpkin patch yeah because the little stumpy thing that sticks out of the top of a pumpkin i yeah. guess stem somebody know? has already cut this pumpkin off apparently so it's yeah not still growing they thought it was like i think a tree stump or something but then they realize it's actually part of a gigantic pumpkin and uh, Mr. Scrabble is like, we need to get to town. Scientists will want to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
operator, get me the get me the preeminent pumpkin scientist. Yeah, they're called pumpkinologists. <laughs> Professor Peter Putrid, Professor of Pumpkinology speaking. <laughs> what you say you found an especially big pumpkin? Well now. <laughs> You know, I like this. You should bring Peter Putrid as a regular character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Professor of Pumpkinology. Minor in Pumpkin Studies. Yes. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so, but then, what's her name? Terry? Like, Terry, stop, yeah. So, she's I don't, like, oh, I don't know stop. if those are their names, but we're just going to call them Tad and Terry because they don't want to watch Terry, this again yeah. and find their names. Yeah, so she's like, oh, it's soft here. And then she just falls into the pumpkin. And um, uh, Mr. Scrabble is like, we got to go down and save her. So they go down into this into this pumpkin. Yeah, inside and... this pumpkin with, you know, awful, you know, hanging chandeliers of seeds and strings. And I'm just like, God, no. Could you smell this cartoon? No, I thank thank God, no. But it's just, <laughs> it really activates your trypophobia. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh God, they look. It looks like when they, it's look like when they butcher a turtle and they've got like this hanging strings of eggs. I I can't say I've ever seen a butchered turtle. Now I'm what? glad. <laughs> what what situation where you even got to see a butchered turtle? Time life. Life. <laughs> No, a time life book about turtles. Oh, I thought you just said life, and I was like, <laughs> "Dang, Ethan, <laughs> you've seen some shit." Like what? For you, life isn't just a constant. Uh, you know, a you know, you have brief breathers before you know moments where once again you have to watch a living turtle being butchered before your eyes, your unblinking <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Ethan in Nick Nick Cutter's The Troop. <laughs> It was like, eh. you know, it never impressed me when the shredder was all tonight. I dine on turtle soup. That's every day for me, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, just there, like, just sucking a cigarette. Yeah, I seen some. Yeah, I seen some <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, um, I've not seen that Time Life book, so I have not seen a turtle get butchered. Actually, um, on second thought, it looks more like. You know, I think I think you probably have seen like images of octopus eggs hanging. In the oh stars. yeah, I have seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, that is kind of what this looks like, but you know, worse because I mean, there's no cute octopuses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. Um, it's just you know, even if you're not scared of pumpkins, it's kind of just like gross because you're like, oh, they're inside a big pumpkin, and we all know the inside of a big pumpkin is pretty slimy. Yeah, so. everyone everyone says I was like, ew, uh, I don't I don't wanna play with the glop unless I can throw it at my sister. Blech. Yeah, seriously. Um but it turns out when they're inside a pumpkin, what they see is um uh like a village. They see yeah, like they, a weird... they find a, a there's like a big opening to this pumpkin that leads into another world. Or maybe the world is inside the pumpkin. Now, it, it would be sort of weird if this was like couched as still all happening inside the pumpkin. Like you could see s seeds hanging from the sky. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a little unclear whether this pumpkin is a portal or a, a pocket universe. It's not really established, but for most of the, but pretty much once they get to the city, the whole conceit of this being inside a pumpkin is, is completely forgotten. So it's yeah. obviously, this is just like, they were like, look, we need a Scrabble people special. Is it Halloween? Okay, Halloween. There you go. 
Um, so this is uh, this is it. Everything from this point on, there's no Halloween. It's just pure Scrabble people. Um, and we have not yet met the Scrabble people yet. Uh, our Tad and Terry and Mister Scrabble are just normal people. The yeah. Scrabble people themselves look more like uh, more like Cabbage Patch kids. Yeah, they, they've got that look. Um, and uh, so they, they arrive in uh, Nonsense is the name of the town. Yeah, the town is Nonsense. And we're told that there's another neighboring town called Ridiculous. Yes. Um, now, the problem in Nonsense is that all the signs are mixed up. So the, the letters are all screwed up on signs. So no one yeah, can they read leave it. letters out and mix up the rest. And everybody yeah, I... is... What? <laughs> Oh, no, go on. And everybody is wearing a filthy stained shirt. Yes. That has a letter on it. Yes. But um, so several things are confusing here to me, because first of all, I get the thing that they, they mixed up the letters. Right. But the fact that they also removed certain letters gets I'm like, is that because they, they see a sign that says like uh, P and E. And they say like, well, if you if you added an O and unscrim and move the letters around, it might say open. And it's like, well, why would you think of that? I mean, that's like two steps. Yeah. You know? Um. So I'm like, is that like a rule in Scrabble that I'm not familiar with? Because like I said, I don't I don't play Scrabble if I can avoid it. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, most of a large amount of Scrabble is having you know your tiles on their little wooden rack and uh, you know trying to find a word you can make with them. And just you know, flipping them around, but now yeah, this this is, uh, yeah, I feel like they've muddled their message by you know having two at once. You know, it's yes. kind of like how the kind of like how you know there's two ways to win at uh, two ways to win at uh, Quidditch, and the one completely supersedes the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... It's also weird because then they try basically go on about it's the kind of uh, you know reading message. Yes, like, reading is fundamental. But it it this is a post literate society where where I don't know if nobody well nobody reads they, nobody seems to work. Every all yeah. the buildings are in disarray. Yeah, and nobody can do anything because as they say, like the there's a meat market and, and nobody can figure out what it sells because the <laughs> sign is mixed up, but it's like, you could look in the window and see all the meat. I mean, you know, I, okay. So did the, did the butcher who owns and or works at the meat market could forget what he was doing? It's like, what am I doing in this building with all this meat? I wish there was a sign to remind me of what I was doing. I mean, apparently I think he, cause they've mentioned it like, Nobody can buy anything because they don't know what is for sale or how much it costs or what to do with it. Because, which is weird, because like if you go to the meat market and buy meat, I don't need written instructions for what to do with it. Ooh. I eat it, you know. <laughs> I mean, raw, gross. Well, you know, I mean, oh, maybe I do need written instructions. <laughs> Have I been doing it wrong all these years? <laughs> no, I, I. Well, what you said was that. You know, you can't buy or sell anything. I'm like, wait, are they saying that letters are the mark of the beast? Oh, shit. No one can buy and sell without the mark of the beast. Well, you know what? Um, like we said, these uh, these allegory isekais are 90% of the time uh, Christian children's entertainment. So 
They're a little more subtle this time, but it's in there. Turns out that uh, Mr. Scrabble himself is is the Horn of Babylon coming in <laughs> to like bring the mark of the beast. And um, clearly, uh, Terry and Tad are Gog and Magog marching down from the north to uh, lay waste to the world of man. I'm um, going to assume that you mean like the robots from that one movie. What? What? Which robots? God, what was the movie where they had like these two eight-armed robots called Gog and Magog? <laughs> oh, geez. Was that a real movie? Did we yeah, watch that on the like, show? it was like an old-timey movie. It was like, okay, Gog and Magog robots. Uh, um, or maybe the maybe this is the oh I think the movie was just called Gog. Oh yeah. wow! 1954 independently made science fiction movie film in Eastman color. Gog oh. and Magog, two huge mobile robots. Well, um, that is that is a novel interpretation of the biblical passage. Yeah. <laughs> but who's to say that they aren't actually going to be robots? You know. That, yeah. Well, We'll see soon enough when, you know, living in the end times. Living in the PJs. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so anyway, the problem is nobody can. uh, uh, So so nobody can unscramble the letters because it's against the law. Because um, uh, if you do, uh, these winged monkeys come and get you. Yeah. Yeah, there are. There's a few kind of Oz-ish uh, themes here. You have winged monkeys, but they're also on roller skates. Yeah, what do they call these monkeys? They have a special name. but I didn't hear the special name. Uh, I've completely forgotten what it is. I, I assumed it was something like, you know, I don't know, uh, illiterate apes or something. Illiterate apes? But... Let's go with that, yeah. The yeah, there we go, illiterate apes. But, uh, <laughs> um, but um yeah, so so these winged monkeys, yeah, very you know obviously a little Oz nod there. Come and they kid and they will take you up to the castle of the muddler, and um, uh, the muddler is this guy. He's like he's basically just a guy with a long beard. Yeah, he's know? just a long beard guy who's uh, wears a long a long tail coat and has kind of a kind of a bulbous nose and. Yeah, actually, there's a little bit of that kind of uh, kind of old anti-Semitism about him. Just a little. He, yeah, he's very Gargamelish, you know. Yeah, and he has this um, little little green goblin guy who's his sidekick, who seems to be the only one of his race if he's not human. I don't know what what he is. Yeah, um, they what's his name? They call him Rot, I think, don't they? Rot. Yeah. Yeah, he's, and uh, he's basically. Yeah. So, well, okay. What would you call a goblin in the same way of like illiterates? Um, a um, the the goblin of a gobbledygook. Oh, that's good. That's good. I was gonna go with a color can't read, but that's oh, that's actually pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, his main thing is that he's like the uh, he's the I don't know what you would call this position, but he's the guy who stands there and you know does a. When when the bat main guy comes in, you yeah. know, like, now presenting, you know, and he, and the muddler is like one of those '80s villains who's got like you know the the master of mayhem, the, the duke of disaster, you know, like that sort of the thing. Sultan of SWAT. Yeah, he's got like a million titles, and it's like, that are all alliterative and about how bad he is because he's one of those '80s villains who likes to be bad, you know, like yeah. to him, bat being bad is good. Um, 
And, you know, this uh, used to come across as kind of uh, nonsensical to us, but uh, now I'm, I'm starting to see it in real life, too. So, yeah, it's like it's like we're living in nonsense. Yeah. In a pumpkin full of it, you might say. God, no wonder um, life stinks. We're in a pumpkin. <laughs> Aren't we all just in a big pumpkin, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, so so the uh, so the muddler is all like. Oh, what is he? He's he's going to um, uh, he he threatens like the one kid that uh, I that they say uh, thought about unscrambling letters. Though he didn't actually do anything. Yeah, he didn't do anything. They decided he was thinking about it, and now it's enough. So. Yeah, top crimes, I guess. So um, yeah, because he was the kid that like the what's his name. Um, uh, Scrabble. Mr. Scrabble was yeah. like, you've got a letter on your shirt, and I guess that's enough to like you know, alert that, uh, the muddler that like, you know, thought crimes are happening. So you've got, a, um, you've got a letter on your shirt right there between the ketchup and mustard stains. Yeah, that's right. Cause everybody's just like got stains all over their shirts in this. It's because they don't know I, where the laundromat is. That's right. Then they also, they can't read to know that you're supposed to catch your mustard in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I just, think that, I think they have bigger problems than not being able to read. I think there's like a large gas leak in this town somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the point. Is like under normal circumstances, if you can't couldn't read, you would still be able to intuit many things about daily life. You know, <laughs> because for most of human history, most people could not read, and yet, yet they didn't. You know, they they didn't like forget. Oh, I need I need some instructions on how to breathe, or else I'm going to die immediately. You know. Um, but yeah, it's like everyone's been turned into a caveman or something. Yeah. Um, but then the muddler actually the, the so the muddler is gonna put um this guy in jail, I think, right? Yeah. I can't remember what they're gonna do to him. Yeah, they're gonna I, put I him in they're gonna put him in the dungeon for a year. And that now we enter the best character in the in the whole thing. Yes, yes. This character rules. I, I love her. This is this is oh man. We should have had Oralina here for this. This is her jam. That's true. Uh, so this is the uh, the entrance of the. Is she a princess? I guess she's a princess. I, I guess so. The daughter of the muddler. Uh, yeah. She. I mean, he he treats her like a little girl, but he's an old man, so she's. I don't. I don't think she's all that young. Yeah, it's confusing um, because so the 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 princess Rotunda, who yes. is. Um, uh, basically like his, his, I guess ver his very fat daughter, except she's not really that fat. She's you not know, really, she just wears no. a bad dress. Yeah. She's dressed like a fat kid would be dressed in a bad cartoon where they, she's almost like in some sort of, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yes. She is in fact, exactly dressed like a fat kid in a bad cartoon. <laughs> I mean, that's what she is when you think about it. Um, and you know, they do the thing where like, oh, oh, every, the, like there, she comes in and her footsteps thunder and the whole castle shakes cause she's so fat. Um, and you know, the thing of, the thing about her is like, she's actually like a very, I don't know, like she, I, I really enjoy this character. It's despite the, uh, the fat shaming going on, maybe despite, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm problematic <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, no, it's a, a horny fat girl. Oh, no, it's, 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 oh, yeah, twist my arm to like this character. Um, <laughs> she's, um, she's got that, like, you know, kind of like spoiled kind of 
she's kind of like spoiled, but not in a not in a nasty way. You know, kind of spoiled sweet almost. Um, you know, very self, yeah. very self centered, but like not like in a but doesn't seem bad hearted. Um, she kind of remind if she was more pear shaped, she would remind me of a, a toxic toothpaste a toothpick character. Sorry. Oh what? Um, uh <laughs> yeah it's uh he's he's a guy on the okay. internet <laughs> okay i'm going to a, okay so it's a person i was like if she were more pear-shaped she'd remind me of toxic toothpaste it's like what i should have said no tooth tooth to, sorry toxic toothpick oh my face is red for getting that wrong and now you're like oh toxic toothpick of course <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but, no, yeah, she's, yeah, she's, you know, really kind of, she's really chipper. She's really active to the, she's bouncing around and always doing jumping jacks. And I was like, how do you stay fat? You never sit down. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, it means she must eat an awful lot, which makes me like her even more. <laughs> but this is a girl who, well, you know, she knows what she wants in life and she, she just seems to, uh, she, she's grabs what she, what she wants, you know? Yeah. Um, she's extremely horny for Mr. Scrabble, which is a little weird because just looking at her character design, I'm like, what is she supposed to be 14? And Mr. I Scrabble. I have no idea how old she's supposed to be, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's not clear, but Mr. Scrabble does not look like he's age appropriate. There is like an no. age gap romance here that's very problematic. But I mean, especially because she desperately wants to marry him, and the muddler is like, "We're gonna marry. You're gonna get married, Mr. Scrabble." Yeah, he is yeah. all he is all for it. I think he wants. He's like, you know, I am passing the food bills over to you. Yeah, it's like you're gonna be Mr. Rotunda now. Um, and I am Adams. Adams. Mr. Scrabble is a real asshole about this. Yeah. I he's mean, a, he is he's, a dick he's, to her. Yeah, he's really a dick. I mean, it's like I, I mean, I, I understand. Like, look, I know, I know, being forced into a marriage, maybe you aren't gonna be like in the best mood about it. But still, I mean, he's just—I don't know—he's just really just kind of a just a jerk. Um, but. Uh, um, yeah, she says what? something to him like, uh, is there anything I can get you before we walk down the aisle? And he says, yes, a very narrow aisle. Yeah, what, a, what an asshole. <laughs> but I mean, but she takes it in like really good humor, you know? Yeah. She's all I like, mean, oh, you know? She and refuses she's like, to be fat shamed and good for her. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like when she's like, oh, clearly you need more pinups of me. And she just like papers the walls of his jail cell with like pictures of her like in a swimsuit playing tennis just you know all sorts of things that like oh this yeah, is really this, active yeah it's like oh is this, it looks like an 80s tampon commercial you know she's so active <laughs> you can but, go swimming um, you can go horseback riding yeah and it's like wow you know she's really confident and that's I, I dig that i think that it's good that she is confident in herself and uh, she is genuinely, I think, the most likable character in this whole movie. Yeah, you know? because the kids are non-entities. You know, the the muddler, I kind of like his whole, you know, enjoying being bad thing, but uh, he's not that interesting. And Sir Scrabble is kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the muddler's okay. I think, you know, I'll say this. I, I think my main issue... Okay, the muddler makes sense as a villain because it's like, okay, we're in a Scrabble world. The letters are all mixed up. Muddler. I get it. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, 
I feel like uh, when Princess Rotunda shows up, it's like, oh, her thing is being fat. Shouldn't her name also refer to, you know, mixing up letters somehow? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. So in so in Scrabble, you want to be organized. So the muddler is the bad guy. And in Scrabble, you want to be skinny. So the, the <laughs> yeah, is the bad like guy. call her Princess uh, Rotunda Conundrum or something. I don't know. I mean, I, I just that's something... so much better. Wow. I mean, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. See, they should have consulted me on this. Um, but you know, it's just like there's there's a lot of missed opportunities in this and. I feel yeah, like they've just weren't Princess trying Conundrum, very hard. yeah. Yeah. And so we could have Sir Scrabble make some cruel joke like Princess Conundrum, more like Princess Rotundum. Yeah. I mean, it would have at least been a joke, you know. <laughs> I mean, and it would have been par for like horse and you know, yeah. especially in the eighties, but like, well, <laughs> I say especially in the eighties, like like because there's no fat shaming today. That's oh, clearly no, no. not no we no stamped no. it out. We've we've moved way past that. We're like living in the the the, the rainbow lands on lawyers from the Lionel Hutt uh, meme. Um, but yeah, so uh, so Mister Scrabble is in jail. No way, he escapes, doesn't he? Because yeah, he escapes. We, uh, yeah, he escapes from them first, and then he and he while fleeing from the flying monkeys, they hide in an abandoned library. Where they find the apparent, uh, the real princess of this kingdom, who's just been hiding in this library for years, apparently. Yes, Princess Lexa. And Lexa. I, oh, clever. Yeah, I was like, oh, like I thought it was gonna be like Princess, I don't know, uh, Dyslexa or something. I don't know, like what well, Lexa means something about words, right? Yeah. Lexicon means. Lexicon. Like a thank you. I was like, I was trying to figure out. I was like, I know that's like a Greek thingy that means words. A Greek thingy. <laughs> a Greek, a Greek thingy that means words. A Greek word that means thingies. Yeah, you know, if only, if only I had some, some, something that would tell me what what those <laughs> things are, like something written down on a piece of paper, perhaps. You know, some strange with markings a, with a picture of Rotunda on the back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Lexa is all like. No, what did she say? That like, oh, I've been hiding here because reading is not allowed. And they're like, that sucks. And and she's like, come with me. I'll show you something much worse. It's like, okay, cool. I mean, okay. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, that's I'm really up for that. <laughs> yeah, that's where they say. Pretty like, weird, but if that's what you're into, princess. Yeah, and then she's all like, look, no one can sell any... Capitalism can't work because no one can, like, read anything. So they don't know what products they need. And what? Well, 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 okay, yeah. do you think I mean, this would work? Hmm. Yeah, you know, I know. It's like, hmm. And, but then also the children are all sitting around being bored because without without reading, they, they can't... Um, they can't uh, communicate. They don't have any new ideas to share with, the, with one another. And, yeah. You know, I mean... I understand. I mean, this is all this is all true to an extent, but it comes in such, you know, such a beat you over the head style that you that you doubt it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, yeah, there's certainly certain idea. You can get ideas from books and from reading. But the idea that, like, if we didn't have books, we would just like sit around completely bored, unable to, like, think of anything I feel like that really short shifts the power of imagination, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I've told you about, yeah, I think I mentioned on the podcast at some point that our friend, uh, Steph, while they were 
while they were working briefly as a substitute teacher, they told me about watching these kids who had invented this game called Banana. And in Banana, you just sort of rolled over another kid on top on the blacktop while going banana, 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 banana. <laughs> hey, that's that's what kids do, you know. <laughs> I remember when I was a child, uh, my siblings and my cousin, uh, we got together and we invented a game called Worms. Worms. Yes. And the game is you get the styrofoam uh, packing peanuts, you know? Oh, yeah. The kind that are kind of squiggly, so they kind of look like worms. Yes. Okay. Then you find like a vent kind that's on the floor uh-huh. and you just throw them on top of that so they all blow and kind of just dance around and you just <laughs> say like, we're, we're teaching worms to dance. That's, that's the game. <laughs> That's the whole game. Man, we did this for hours. Always saying we're teaching words to dance. We're teaching words to dance. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, it's not like we read a book that told us to do that. We figured it out ourselves. Yeah. You know? Um, Which is what kids do. Even if they can't go to school. I actually like the part where they said, like, why don't you go to school to learn to read? And I was like, oh, are they going to try and say that these kids are bored because they're not in school? Because... Mm, yeah that's yeah okay sure uh-uh, um no and then they're like well we just don't know where the school is because no one can read the signs it's like <laughs> okay um sure uh again these, these people have just a very limited knowledge of reality apparently I mean, they know that school exists but it's somewhere somewhere in myth it's like you yeah know, don't don't you have any oral tradition yet <laughs> No, apparently not. Um, they, uh, they, that's the thing. They relied so heavily. That's, that's the problem with literacy. You rely on it so much that when books are gone, you just cr- collapse into this like almost like caveman society where nothing can be done. This, this, the Scrabble people Halloween, sorry, a pumpkin full of nonsense. <laughs> it's a chilling warning not to read. <laughs> or else this is what's going to happen when it's gone. It's like when those, uh, in the old days, where like when they first started, you know, uh, doing books, and all the old people were like, ah, the kids just read books all day. They're not going to know how to use a chalk and slate, you know? <laughs> I, I just can't fathom this this world where, you know, it's like, you know, you kids, you've forgotten how to use your memory. I mean, I think, like, uh, that's an actual thing, though, I remember reading, where, like, it's like, uh, you know, some like some Greek uh, or Roman maybe dudes, you know, historian yeah. writing like, oh, the kids today, all they want to do is chisel stuff down in stone. They're not going to be able to remember things like they should. <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, I guess that's every generation, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, I have you no know, look at these kids today. They're all uh, putting things on uh, tablets <laughs> or um, I don't know what the kids use today. They still use tablets. Uh, yeah, actually, I was just reading about this and how we're getting the first kids in college who don't know how directories work in a computer. That's weird. Wait, yeah, because, you know, on your phone or on your tablet, you know, generally the files that you're looking for appear to be stored inside the app itself. So they don't know where to look for files when they sit down to use a lap- laptop or desktop. Oh, well, I mean, I would say. I mean, since I'm old, I find that strange, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, they've never been raised with that, so why yeah. would they? You if know? you've had an iPhone since you were 10, I mean, why would you know about, fi- about uh, file hierarchies? I mean, it is interesting what sort of um, 
what skills uh, disappear very quickly when when they aren't you know need I won't say not needed but they're not uh, ones that you commonly use. Um, you know, my wife is a professor and she has to uh, give the, her students a lot of research assignments. And uh, the students will always just write to her like, "How do I how do I find these?" these journals that you've said that I need. And it's like, well, you know, they're, they're in the campus library and students will be like, yeah, but I Google them and they're not in, they're not on Google. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you have to go to the building. I mean, yeah, sorry. You, to... you just, yeah. that's, that's, that's what you got to do. And I mean, to me, I'm like, well, that's weird. Cause I had to do that all the time when I was back in school, but I mean, Google wasn't a thing back then. So, you know, um, I, mean, I had to, this is what you went into you know, all those hundreds and thousands of dollars of student loan debt for to go to the library. Yeah. Yeah. You dumb kids. God, <laughs> oh, I'm so angry at the kids nowadays. How dare they be younger than me? Oh, that's <laughs> the worst. Makes me so, oh, it makes me, they, they're all, they're all so, um, oh, you know, kids, kids today. They, <laughs> how dare they, how dare they be more spry than me? <laughs> Well, they're not that spry. They can't walk to the walk to the library. Yeah. Well, uh, um, I, I I talk a lot of shit, but honestly, like the kids are fine. I've I've whenever I've actually like interacted with like people who are like younger than me, it's like oh yeah, they're, they're fine. You know, they're mostly okay. They're like they're not as dumb as you'd like to think, because when I you're do, old, oh sorry, I do have a deep appreciation for your story about uh, the about the kids uh, taking taking a poll of the kids for their favorite uh, for their favorite video game and uh, then they immediately turn it into what's your least favorite video game Fortnite 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 oh my god that was the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen <laughs> oh it was just like just poetry to see that um, I don't know is that uh, have we mentioned that on the show I don't know if they, no that you mentioned that on Twitter here go ahead and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, very quickly. In. I was working with some children once, uh, third graders, and I had for a for a project. We, we, I had to teach them about uh, Victorian technology, um, and they, um, and the kids, and as part of it, I was trying to explain to them, like, look, okay, kids, um, let's Victorian technology is different than your technology. So, like, uh, what's your favorite video game? And you know, I just and I know from experience that, like. I have to ask every single kid in the class, give them a chance to say their video game because they all want to do it. So first kid was like a girl and I was like, what's your favorite video game? And she's like, uh, can I say my least favorite video game? And I was like, <laughs> okay, this is, this is not good. Cause you know, you can't, you know, you know how it is with kids. It's like, Oh no, they're thinking outside the box. It's going to get scary. I don't know where this is going to go, but I was like, all right, I'm going to take a chance. What's your least favorite video game? And this girl says, uh, Oh, sorry. No, the, the first girl didn't know an answer. She was like, I don't know. Can you and I was all right, so I'll skip. Then the, then the second one was like another girl, and she says, um, can I say my uh, my least favorite one? I was like, what's your least favorite? She says, Fortnite. And the boys in the class absolutely lose their minds. They just start like screaming and rolling around on the floor and yelling like their mothers are being murdered because this girl <laughs> doesn't like Fortnite. 
And so then I'm like, okay. And then I get to the next girl. I'm like, what's your favorite game? And she's like, I want to say my least favorite one. I was like, okay. And she's like, in Fortnite. And then, and then the boys are again screaming at this. And the first girl who didn't think of one says, I thought of one now. And I was like, what is it? And she's like, my least favorite game is Fortnite. And, <laughs> and this goes on like every single girl in the class is just like shitting on Fortnite. And it's just, and the boys just are absolutely just, just like shitting the bed over this. They cannot deal. And finally, I get over to the because for some reason they're all boys on one side, girls on the other. But like, I get to the boys. And the first boy, I'm like, all right, what's your favorite game? He says, I want to say my f- favorite game and my least favorite game. And I was like, okay. And he says, my favorite game is Fortnite. My least favorite game is whatever you know, uh, Mary and Shirley and Joan and, Butter, and he, he names every girl who has talked up to this point. His least favorite game is their favorite game. And I was like, okay. And, and literally this goes to the whole class like this. Every girl says Fortnite. Every boy has to list an increasingly long list of girls' names to, to say that his least favorite game is whatever game they like the best. Anyway, this goes to the whole class. And at the end, like the boys are just like, they keep, they're losing their, their minds. So we have to quiet Coyote them back to normalcy. And quiet um, Coyote, is that uh, a thing? Yeah, it's a thing where you make a kind of a weird hand gesture, and I guess it's supposed to signal to kids that they should be quiet. It's like oh. a, I've, a a lot of. It seems to be a thing a lot of teachers are doing now. I mean, okay, they didn't do it when I was a kid, but yeah, I'll whatever. look it up. That might be handy. You never know. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're dealing with kids, apparently kids recognize it. You know. Hmm. Oh, um, okay. Secret kid hand gesture. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of stuff has changed. Like, do you know when you sit cross-legged, they call it crisscross applesauce now? Uh. Well. What did what did you call it before? Something racist. Oh, oh. I heard it called <laughs> Which Taylor is probably style. why they changed it. I heard it called Taylor style. Oh, really? Okay. Um when I when I was a kid they called it Are uh, Taylor's a race? No, no. They called it Indian style when I was a kid. Oh. I wonder which Indian they meant. Hmm? I wonder which Indian they meant. Oh, they meant yeah, like, I'm not you know, sure. sitting you know, like a like a like a yogi, like you're uh, like you're playing a snake flute, or do they mean like a like like you're a Hopi weaving or something like that? I always assumed it meant like Hopi weaving, but uh, honestly, I am not sure. I never I never interrogated the phrase when I was a child, so yeah. it's a mystery. Um, but anyway, so the point this all the ending, the little topper on this whole story about the kids is they asked me if I have ever played Fortnite and I was like, no, I don't, I don't know. I've never played Fortnite. And, uh, and I think that like one girl says, I prefer Fartnite. And <laughs> she says it so completely deadpan that I was just like, I don't know if she's joking or if there is legitimately like a game called Fartnite, like maybe a parody <laughs> game. I don't know. But like, I still don't know. But uh, anyway, so that's so yeah. The kids, yeah, they're all right. They're all right, you know. Um, I, I the kids are our future, so good on them. Um, anyway. I would like to think that Fortnite is like a like a parody of Fortnite, but using the Shovel Knight characters. So, oh, the little buddies? so it's like the Knight of Farts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean. I, I'd have to look it up. I'm sure that it's like one of those, probably one of those Flash games. If they still do Flash, <laughs> do they still do? They don't do Flash anymore. No, Flash they? is dead, sadly. Uh, oh well. Uh, how are, how will we ever watch some the glorious Icebox animation without it? Uh, 
I don't know. Homestar Runner moved to YouTube, so. Oh my God! Is it Homestar Runner? Oh, the heyday of destination websites. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but we were speaking of the letter people. Yes, I mean or Scrabble the people. letter. The yeah, Scrabble people. Not to be confused with the letter people. Words are made of letter people. This yeah. this movie is all about. You can't stop the people from putting letters together to make words. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, so after, oh, also, so Lexa has shown them like the issues with people not being able to put letters together, and one of them is that there's this couple like this of lovers, but they yeah. can't communicate because the boy is too bashful to say that what his what he feels, but he can't write a note to her, and even if he did, she wouldn't be able to read it. So. The proper thing to hear is to turn to the turn to the uh, princess and say, "Lexa, order a box of candy for that girl." Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You you think? <laughs> Actually, the, there's some confusion here because people can't read or write, but they can as soon as letters are in the right order. Yeah. They they forgot. They seem to have forgotten that words that letters mean something, but when they see them again, like in in the order they know, they're like, "Oh wait, that spells stop." Yeah, and they like so they they're like, "I, I remember these things." Yeah, these things have meaning, and um, but before that happens, um, I guess Mister Scrabble gets uh, he gets captured again. And... Yeah, he gets captured, and this time they put him in prison. Right. And Lexa comes and uh, has this very convoluted scheme because she comes with like bread and water. Uh, I guess the monkeys are there. So and she's all like, there's only bread and water here. Take note. There's only bread and water. And there's like a note on the, the tray. So he takes a note and the note just says, we want to help you, but we don't know how or something. <laughs> well, that's just like that... <laughs> It's like, that's I think you need very... a note for that. Yeah, I don't really... But I guess it gives him the idea that, like, oh, I need to, like, get rid of these monkeys. So he's just like, hey, there's some people rearranging letters on a sign. And the monkeys, like, leave. And then he says to Lexa, you and the kids need to unscramble as many signs as you can uh, before I'm forced to marry Princess Rotunda. And so they uh, then they go, they go do that. And uh, the letter people... Sorry, the Scrabble people are all like, oh, yeah, I remember what those things are. And yeah, they're like more, more. They're just, you know, doing, uh, you know, you can't, you know, he says, we've got to strike fast and strike hard and so many places that they can't stop us. And I'm just like, wow, stochastic terrorism. I've heard of this. Well, it works. It sure does. Um, and yeah, and the people having read signs, they're like, we're hungry for more. We don't want to just read signs. We want to read other things. And Lex is like, the things you're thinking of are called books. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah. And I think some some guy with a mustache is like, I remember books when I was a kid. My mother talked about them. And then this one girl who's got a suspiciously like adult man voice is like, yeah, we should get books. It's very weird that voice. And just like, it just sounds like a like they were like, oh look, we we forgot to hire a voice actor for this one character. So just bring in like I don't know like a. The, the guy who does Carl and Aqua Team Hunger Force. Just, <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. But, yeah. um, Did I tell you then, about that uh, in, in, in high school for me where my then-girlfriend in high school and I were watching this thing that was like this Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the 70s about, about money? And it was about how this fisherman got tangled in his line and he needed to get someone to help him, but he, he had to keep going to different people to barter what he, what he wanted. And... 
finally he came up with the idea for maybe we should maybe we should have us a, a unified system of trade that could stand for anything that we need and that's when the blacksmith's wife accidentally speaks in the blacksmith's voice and says yes i think it would work <laughs> and it's all like oh good job fisherman you invent capitalism nice going <laughs> That sure worked out. Yeah. Well, he invented the market system. I don't know if he invented, uh, you know, rich people owning everything and us having to borrow it. Oh, yeah. He invented the free market. Yeah. But, yeah, um, for years after that, whenever we had a sort of, you know, mannish woman character, one of us would go, yes, I think it would work. <laughs> and some of those jokes come across as pretty transphobic these days. So I'm glad none of them got uh, recorded. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, it's uh, it was a different world in the Hanover seventies, sure yeah. you know. Um, but uh, so anyway, everyone decides that they like books now and they want to read more books. So um, oh, but then like uh, then then the muddler is meanwhile going to be marrying um, uh, Mister Mister Scrabble to his daughter, and yeah. he he reveals his his villain origin story which is that he wants people to think he's smart, but if people know how to read, then they'll be smarter than him. And he doesn't like that. This is a, a, a weird origin, but at the same time, I feel like this might actually be the origin for some of the people who are making our life miserable now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, kind of is, honestly. Um, so the, the muddler is like, yeah, as time goes by, more and more relevant, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, we got to keep the people, you know, we got to keep the people ignorant, you know? Wake up, sheeple. Yes. The, the real muddler is, is Jeff Bezos, man. <laughs> because people who have no dreams are easier to control. <laughs> True, though. <laughs> Fucking Gamork. Do you know what they call a fantasy who has lost its meaning? They are called lies. <laughs> that was in the book. They should have included it in the movie. <laughs> you know what? This is actually, when you think about it, a punk full of nonsense is basically the never ending story. <laughs> Except, thank God, it ends after 25 minutes. Yeah, I, I actually have to say, I, I rather enjoyed this whole thing, but that's mainly because it was only 25 minutes. Yeah. If it had been as long as the Phantom Tollbooth, uh yeah yeah i mean this is the thing it's it's so bonkers you're like okay i kind of i kind of love this but um a little bit goes a long way yeah <clears throat> anyway so then the muddler is marrying uh rotunda and um uh mr scrabble mr. scrabble yeah and um and rotunda uh, the... is wearing the colors of the trans flag oh good for her yes um and um then Let's see. So, uh, but then what happens? Uh, oh, what? the whole the whole town crashes in to stop them, and uh, they. I'm not sure what they do, but uh, oh, one of them feeds a stuffs a book into a flying monkey's mouth. He ends up spitting out letters. Like, what, oh, what happened yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, I, I I just watched this like yeah like 20 minutes ago, and I've already forgotten that what actually. How did they defeat the muddler? Did they just show up? I can't remember. I uh, yeah, they, they kill just him? kind of. Uh, they just kind of collective actioned him. They they uh, had a revolution. Damn! Again, very very relevant. Learn some yep. lessons from the letter pe Scrabble people. Yeah. You know? um, get collective action gets the goods. Um, you know, 
We're like, oh, we better like petition our representatives to tell the muddler to to put in some market-based solutions to uh, stop this illiteracy problem. Um, no, they go in and they they take him down. They muddle the muddler, and um, I think uh, they don't they they beat up Rot too. I can't remember if he's a, yeah. They hang again. him from a spear. I see. It's it's a ah. very Smurf style ending. So hoisted yeah. by his own petard, um, and uh, and then. Um, and then this is, it's very weird where like, then they start giving Rotunda books. Like, yeah, they give her, yeah, they give her books to help her improve her personality because she's afraid that if she doesn't run everything, she won't have any friends. Yeah. But it's like, well, her personality, I mean, I don't think it's that like, um, well, it's funny. Cause yeah. Cause Mr. Scrabble is like, don't worry, Rotunda. If you learn to read and improve your personality, I'm sure you could have any husband. And it's like, was really, really not knowing how to read the issue in this whole thing. I mean, are we I, saying that she feels like is she an old maid? I, I mean, again, I thought she was like looking at the character sign. I thought she was supposed to be fourteen, but I mean, she is really desperate to get married, so maybe she's way older. I don't know. Um, oh no, she's twenty five. She's like, no, I got to get married. I don't want to be a Christmas cake. <laughs> I mean, you know, this this is the land of uh, women age fast in the land of nonsense, I guess. Um, oh, hey, the kids and the kids who are. Uh, oh, she's wearing the colors of the trans flag and the kids who are giving her books are wearing shirts that say LGB. Are they really? They are. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. OK. Wow. There's <laughs> layers in this. Um, uh, accidental layers, but. <laughs> Wow! I can't unless someone back in 1986 was like, "I'm going to send a message to far off year 2021, holding <laughs> their, hold, hanging their kids." You're seen. Um, <laughs> it gets better. I mean, it is a very weird thing where they're saying to like apparently this like you know this trans princess like, "Look, improve your personality." Um, I mean, okay. I mean, it's a little. Uh, well, I mean, I guess. Well, whatever. They're going to be trans women with rotten personalities too. I guess. You know, uh -huh. I suppose everyone I, can I have a rotten personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that's the thing. Anyone can have a rotten personality. It's a great equalizer. Though, honestly, I don't think her personality is that bad. I mean, she's no. a little. She's the most likable character in the movie again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's obviously like a little impulse. She's got a little problem with impulse control because, you know, she's very excitable. But like, she's not like mean. She's just very, you know, she's she's an excitable girl. Um, she crashes through floors, but whose fault is that? Hers or the floor designers? Come on. Yeah, for real. For real. Um, and plus, it, was, it is kind of fucked up, though, when the one kid is like, here's a book on dieting. It's like, okay, fuck you. This, Yeah, this will help people like you. <laughs> it's like, here's a book on how to have a better personality. Here's a book on dieting. It's like, you kids are just, I mean, it's really... <laughs> They were really book just about like, being less ugly. <laughs> yeah, this whole ending just has a very like, you know, ble bless her heart, like Southern kind of like venom to it, you know? <laughs> also looking through, I just noticed that the banners on the walls of the castle have pumpkins on them. So maybe it does all take place inside a pumpkin. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so canonically, the Scrabble people toys are all inside a giant pumpkin inside a pumpkin i was like what was that going to be a factor in the toys was there going to be like a super you know little people pumpkin castle playset or something uh, actually that sounds pretty awesome it does yeah 
like the like that Carolot playset I had as a very small child, with her, where it was a big heart that you could open up into two halves to have your Care Bears have adventures in. Oh, there was a I didn't know there was a Carolot playset. It didn't look anything like the Carolot in the cartoon, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I guess if it was a big heart. Yeah, it wouldn't be because it was just uh, clouds in the cartoon. Yeah. Did you get like uh, you know? Always they don't they don't have Beastly or Shrieky action figures though. So no, this was before fun. then. This was from I think Beastly and Shrieky were introduced later. Yeah, they were in the Deke series. So this is this is the Nelvana series. It would have been uh, Cold Heart years. Um, yeah, and I don't even think they made any action. They never made villain action figures for those cartoons. Do you notice? No, like. They the 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 cartoons that were like aimed at boys, all the villains got action figures so they could fight. The the cartoons that aimed at girls, never the action figures of the villains. I mean, I nope. don't get it. They were like, you know. Well, like, I guess I want... with with Care Bears, it's like you know, what are they gonna do to the villain? Are you gonna position the Care Bears to be punching Coldheart? <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have a little. Well, I mean, what they should do, obviously, is have little like light bulbs in their stomachs so they can do the Care Bear stare. I don't know why yeah. they did that. Yeah, they didn't um, do that. These these figures didn't do anything. They might as well have been cake toppers. See, you know, I'm just saying is like, look, when I was a kid, I want my. Beastly and Shrieky action figures. I want my um, my Flories and uh, Squirt action figures. And I want my Peculiar Purple Pie Man and Sour Griefs action figures. So they don't make them. Ugh. I had the Purple Pie Man. I saw him. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah. I take that back. I Apparently, don't know about Sour I Grapes, would... though. But yeah, I definitely saw a Pie Man figure. I'm I'm not surprised. They never they never they didn't make sour grapes. Probably you know what? Probably because she's a girl. Probably she's a little woman. They wouldn't make a sour grapes. Yeah, like and how, they knew that the audience for Strawberry Shortcake wouldn't buy any girl toys. Yeah. You know what pissed me off the most when I was a kid, though? Um, mm -hmm. No Janine action figure in the real Ghostbusters. Oh, well, yeah, there was. She, her uh, helmet filled up with fish. I remember that one. Really? That was, oh, that was one of the later ones. Because, yeah, maybe. Um, I remember when you just get the ones where they don't have any, like, where you know, where their heads don't pop off with the big mouth yeah, and yeah. shit. Where they so just have the... They have like the the weird uh, the proton gun that you can spin and its uh, beams kind of wiggles. Yes, that one, like the the ba the the very basic models, you know. Yeah, where they those have ones the ones I that had can, that, you, that can absorb Egon's head. Everyone loves that one the best. Oh yeah, Gopher Ghost. Yeah, I remember it was Gopher Ghost, Grabber Ghost. Uh, I don't remember what the other ones were called. Jeez. Um, um, uh, I try to remember. Try to remember the, the names of the the little weird resin ghosts that came with uh, the, the basic Ghostbuster figures. Um, I'm sure someone out there leave a comment if you remember the ghost names. Um, but It's uh, Halloween after all. Yeah, but I remember there was no uh, Janine action figure that we could find and it was annoying because it's like, look, how am I supposed to play, how am I supposed to stage real Ghostbuster plot lines without Janine? She's kind of an important character, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, a stupid toy. Stupid Mattel, or whoever it was. <laughs> Kenner, yeah. Go, Kenner. Fuck you, Kenner. Um, anyway, well, we're, we're talking about the letter people, so... Okay, they... yeah, the, so the Scrabble people reward Mr. Scrabble by declaring him Sir Scrabble. They officially knight him and stick the tiles that say Sir down his chest. And I'm just like, what a stupid shirt. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're made of real wood. <laughs> Is we like Sir Ethan? Yeah, it's like the worst, the absolute worst necktie you've ever seen. Yeah, 
<laughs> I do like that he's like a serve and it's like he's still just wearing his like windbreaker just with wooden tiles on it now. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's his superhero identity, I guess, is that, you know, little did you know that Mr. Scrabble is in reality Sir Scrabble. <gasps> Sir Scrabble, my nemesis. Yep. So they 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 go back home now, right? Yeah, they, they... they run back to through the pumpkin, find them finding themselves back in the pumpkin patch after dark, and that's when the uh, princess follows them out of the pumpkin and joins them for the Halloween party. Yeah, this is a little weird because they go out and then they're like, "Where's Lexa? Where's Lexa?" And then they're like, "Oh, maybe it was all a dream." And what I was all a dream that we all shared. Yeah, and what I was expecting was like. Sir Scrabble would look down at his shirt and see that it says Sir on it and be like, or was it? But instead, Lexa's like, no, I'm right here. I, I was just right <laughs> here the whole time. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't know why we had this whole fake out then. But then they just go to the Halloween party. And, and we don't um, see the Halloween party. No, no. Well, what, what is this, a Halloween special? <laughs> yeah, I was, I don't know. I was kind of hoping maybe they're, you know, they kind of look like Peanuts characters. Maybe they're on their way to Lucy's Halloween party. No, oh, it's in the, it's all, you know what? It's in the, uh, the greater uh, Halloween special multiverse, the extended yeah. universe. Yeah, um, Charlie Brown's head is the pumpkin full of nonsense. Shit, what a blockhead. <laughs> um, Actually, so, oh yeah, maybe the, maybe the pumpkin full of nonsense was in fact the great pumpkin. Oh, And shit. the I gifts mean, that he brings to you are, is knowledge. Oh, actually, you know what? It all, it all fits together. Yeah. Um, so, Ethan, now that we've watched a pumpkin full of nonsense, uh, how did what did you think? How did you enjoy this? This was this is just one of those things where I'm just like, I can't believe that you know they went to this much of a stretch to advertise these deeply unpopular toys. <laughs> um, so I yeah they this was their I feel like yeah their last ditch effort to be like come on kids. Come on, well, kids, you know you buy these it. letter people. Did you notice all the <laughs> Spanish names in the uh, in the uh, credits? I Music did. by Miguel Pizarro. Lyrics by Ada Lobos, Alvaro C. Archie, Paul Julian, or Julian. I don't know. Julian. Julian, yes. Um, yeah, that was interesting. So was this, like, made overseas? Did they farm this out to, like, Brazil? Or something, well, it's, maybe? it says it was made in Hollywood, but then we have huh. animators Carlos Aguero, Luis Cedres. I'm guessing it was made in Mexico, which wow, is interesting. You know, not un not unusual. I mean, Rocky and Bullwinkle was made in Mexico, so uh, I I did not know that. I didn't know Mexico had uh, much of an animation industry, but you know, I'd, you'd be surprised how much of an animation industry uh, Mexico has, and yet I never see them make their own Top Cat. And that's what they, they love, Top Cat. They love Top Cat. I oh mean, they God. really do. Um, <laughs> you I mean, are you kidding? You can you? I mean, Top Cat. He is like the Top Cat down there. Oh my God! You know, it's between him and Woody Woodpecker. Oh really? What is Woody Woodpecker big in Mexico? Yeah, too? Woody Woodpecker is really big in Spanish-speaking countries for some reason. Huh? That's interesting. Um, I wonder. Well, you know, um, they're both they are both uh, trickster characters who like taking down authority. So, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, interesting. Mexico um, knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have to say, I really actually really liked this special. You um, did good. I'm glad. It, it's, I mean, like I said, it's just so bonkers and out there that it, yeah, that it's carries off the it wall. 
<laughs> yeah, it does not get boring, which is the most important thing. Uh, and it's more than I can say for a lot of the specials we've watched. But Oh, okay. Well, sure. Tell me some, some of the specials we've watched that this is better than. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, it's better than Marvin baby of the year. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to be better than Marvin baby of the year, but yeah, yeah. I would agree. I, I mean, I think it's better than at least half the peanut specials. Mm, um, yeah. I mean, all they, the, they can be yeah. pretty boring. <laughs> all the BC and wizard of Id stuff we've watched. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, gosh, I'm sure there's other stuff too that I can't think of right now. Is it better than any Garfield special? Um, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say it's better than a Garfield special. Um, I mean, it's definitely like, there is definitely a train wreck factor in this one that's very different. So I don't know if I could even compare them. Um, But but I mean, even when you compare train wrecks, you've got this and then you've got uh, Garfield gets real. So yes, yes. No comparison there. Yeah. Like uh, this isn't nearly as nuts as Garfield gets real. So um but um, yeah, one certain thing, though, dolly paintings aren't as nuts as Garfield gets real. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> one thing, though, that um, watching this makes me think of is, again, this is like like you said earlier, this is kind of like a bad Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah, where it's, uh, you know, it's, I call it the Phantom Toilet Stall. There you go. There you go. It's a Phantom Toilet Stall. It's it's a um, it's it's like an isekai in a world of allegory. Not very consistent or well done allegory, like we said. It's it's vaguely about literacy, and a couple characters have names relating to that, but like yeah. it's it's not really well done. But it makes me think how, you know, ninety uh, percent of the time when you see this style or this this plot line or this uh, trope, if you were, it's mm-hmm. it's usually in Christian um, animation. And it's usually yeah. about like, you know, some kid learning like, oh, I better, you know, cross the bridge of knowledge to climb the mountain of piety, you know, to, <laughs> to you know, learn the secret of life. And it turns out that it's like, listen to Jesus, right? Oh, um, yeah. Did but but climb the mountain of piety to learn that? I mean, hey, you got it. Sometimes you got to climb the statue of the demon to, to get closer to God, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, like that's that's. The, the kind of thing that happens a lot in those. But I was thinking like, man, you know, I feel like there, there, we should have just, they should take that, that form of story and just apply it to any sort of life journey. So like, uh, you know, like anything that a kid would deal with in real life, like, Oh, um, you, you should have like someone, someone's uh, a story of someone losing their faith right becoming an uh-huh. atheist and it's just like okay we're gonna go to another world where everything is like where it's like we're gonna climb the, the the mountain of skepticism and cross the bridge of i don't know like uh r slash atheism or whatever you know or like i'm trying to think of like other other journeys you take in your life you know but just just making everything like incredibly obvious like a like a ben garrison cartoon everything's labeled you know so 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 you're talking like a movie where a kid is afraid to go to a fancy dinner party because they don't know what fork to use. And then they meet like, you know, Frankie Fork, who takes them through the miraculous dinner plate into good table manners land. Yes, exactly. Like like just anything, you know, any any situation you might have to deal with, like, oh, you, your parents are getting divorced. Well, we're going to go through a magical journey of, you know, 
Divorce land. We're going to climb the mountain of alimony and cross the, <laughs> the swamps of couples therapy. I don't know. Like, just, you know, stuff like that. Like, I could think, um, what other things? Like, okay. Or or here, have have someone coming to terms with their sexuality. It's like, we're going to climb the gay mountain. And then, I don't know. You know, stuff. I just, just there's so many possibilities. And yet, I yet, yet the Christian journey seems to have, um, you know, monopolized this uh, story form for too long. So um, storytellers wiggle through, unless you're saying that this was originally like a Christian production and then Scrabble people bought it. Mm, Maybe I feel like this one kind of wiggled through. I mean, (laughs) it was originally host people. (laughs) I mean, one sort of fast them. And I really (laughs) honestly, can you think of one other than the Phantom Tollbooth? that's like not overtly Christian. And, And this one, I guess. Yes, I can, and I'm hoping to share it with you soon. This is going to be fun.